Good morning and welcome to this week's episode of Revenue Radio. I'm your host, Tim Maitland, coming to you live from Market Scale Studio 53 in downtown Dallas. Today, our guest is John Price, CEO and founder of Cascade Point Solutions and co-owner of Happy Yak. John, like me, is a fellow University of Texas alum, proud Longhorn, and has become a revenue leader and driver in a variety of industries over the last 15 years. With the relentless ability to drive online retail, today we will discuss John's background. We'll dive into taking a natural sales ability and how that translates when running an online business. John, good morning. Thanks for being with us today. Morning, Tim. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no, definitely glad to have you. And uh, unfortunately, our heads are down after that bad Longhorn loss. So we uh, we share that moment of sorrow together. Yeah, it was a tough one, but on to the next one. There you go. Still, still have a chance to win the Big 12. Spoken like a true cowboy. When you get bucked off, you get back up. Yeah. <laughs> Well, John, I like to start with something fun on the show. You know, it gets the blood flowing, get the mind sharp. You know, it's early. We have our coffee, but we got to be on our toes. So we're going to do a quick 30-second speed round so our guests can learn more about you. Daniel, uh, Daniel's my producer, guys. Can we get 30 seconds on the clock? Let's do it. Locked in. All right. Are you ready, John? I'm ready. All right. Perfect. And here we go. Start the timer. Favorite city to travel to for business? Ah, I love Seattle and I love being in Dallas. All right, home of Amazon. Most inspirational business figure in your life? My dad, he's an entrepreneur. He's been an entrepreneur his whole life, constantly looking to start new things and to uh, capitalize on the trends. Boom, the apple doesn't fall far from the tree. Favorite sales or business theme movie? Uh, You can't go wrong with Wall Street. All right, inside or outside sales? I prefer outside sales. Favorite superhero and why? Batman, because he's just really cool. One word that best describes you? Um, optimistic. Boom. All right. And that that's time. We, we got through them all. So, ding, ding, uh, ding. Well done. So, Batman. Bat, Batman's your favorite. Um, nice. Yeah. Yeah. Who doesn't like a billionaire with a lot of toys? Yeah, I think right, mine's he's Superman. Great, he's great. Mine's Superman. If you've seen the movie Kill Bill or if anybody's seen that movie, uh, Bill makes a great reference about Clark Kent and how he's the only Superman that actually has to disguise himself as a human, right? Everybody else disguised himself uh, you know, as, as a superhero. That That's their costume. So I like Superman for, for that reason. But um, yeah, so let's dive into it, John. You bring a lot to the table. I'm really excited to have you as a guest and excited for all listeners, you know, experienced revenue leaders and folks who are, are new to the game. I think you bring a lot to the table. And, you know, I like to learn a little bit more about my guest background and really understand, you know, what drove you to being where you are today. So, you know, John, I'd like to kind of start with this. Uh, you know, when did you realize that you were a natural salesman when, you know, driving revenue was the way for you to go in your career? Um, I, at first I realized that I, I didn't have kind of anxiety to, to, to sell people and to approach people. It was probably in high school. Uh, my brother had a painting company. He was working for College Works Painting. And uh, I sold about three times more than any other sales reps. And it just kind of came easily. I, I saw a lot of other people who were scared to knock on doors and really hated it. And it just seemed something that was kind of natural to me and it, and it didn't bother me. And I was able to, to, to just kind of have more production than most people. Yeah, you know, that that's the thing with sales, right? I think 
not everybody understands that everything you do in life is sales, right? You know, when you when you go on a date, for example, you have to sell that guy or girl on the other side of the table from you that you are a good option, right? When you meet their parents, you have to sell them that, that you're a good person. Whatever you do, if you're going in for a job interview, you have to sell that company that you're the right candidate. And I think, you know, you said something good there. I think it's that little voice in, in people's head that stops them. Right, knocking on the door is right. really no different than going on a job interview. You have to sell yourself. You have to present a case for what you're doing is is the right option for them. So, yeah, it sounds like you had a little aha moment, and and that's great that you learned it, you know, earlier in life than later. You know, you mentioned your dad. Uh, you know, your dad is mm-hmm. a, a prominent business mind. He's been very, very successful. Uh, a very prominent business figure here in in Texas, especially in Dallas. You know, do you think that that rubbed off on you? Uh, and what lessons did he teach you at a young age that you apply to your business every single day? You just seen him kind of the process of constantly looking for for new opportunities and new ventures, and to see him constantly work towards those, have some that fail, have some that work. Um, if they fail, fail fast. And if they work, you know, go as fast as you can try to make it work and just kind of seeing the ups and downs and him getting up every day, being excited to go to work was, was inspiring to me. Yeah, I, I can kind of speak to the same, right? I'm, I'm very fortunate to have, you know, a business-minded dad as well, and uh, he taught me a lot in life. Uh, and it's really interesting. I think back to a lot of our conversations, you know, when I was, you know, just nine or 10, when, you know, sometimes you just, you know, fish with your dad and you talk about random things, he would install business knowledge uh, into my mind. Literally, you know, every time we hung out, if we did a, a road trip down to Austin for a baseball tournament, he'd be teaching me, you know, his 10 business rules. And I, I think that goes a long way way and you really learn a lot uh, and, and unfortunately you might not appreciate that so at what point did you start really appreciating that knowledge that he was giving you and and that you kind of started essentially writing it down or, or making a little you know mental folder to bring that back in your life and use it did you recognize that at a young age or did it take till you kind of did some stupid things college and post-college to learn that your dad knew a lot and that you should listen yeah, you know, I always appreciated what he was doing. I always looked up to him. Um, I'm, there's a Mark Twain quote that said, I couldn't believe how much smarter my dad got when, when I turned 18 than he was when I was 16. So I think <laughs> that there, there was that little time during, you know, teenage years where you kind of resent your parents and all that. But for the most part, I've, I've, I've always looked up to him and I've always uh, appreciated everything that he did. I've always wanted to kind of emulate how he acted. That's great. And, and you are, you know, you have a, a vast background. You were in the building automation space uh, and, and you were a thought leader in that world and you were very successful, uh, you know, selling into the, some of the most prominent buildings here in Dallas. And you took that mm-hmm. sales experience, something I really admire is you took that experience, but you also took the drive for, for wanting more in your life. And you actually launched your own company, you know, Cascade Point Solutions. You are an Amazon reseller where you have some great products and you have to diversify yourself. You have to decommoditize yourself. You know, how would you say you've taken your sales background and how has that helped you lead a company that doesn't really have traditional inside or outside sales? You know, how would you say you've adapted so successfully to this, you know, window of business of online retail? Well, being selling and building automation and being an estimated and sales side, it, one of the things you've taken, I, I've taken is just being very organized, uh, keeping everything on Excel, keeping all the information that you could possibly need on hand. 
so I've transferred that into my business in terms of the processes of, of just keeping all information very organized. I think that's important. Uh, and from the outside sales role, just kind of being optimistic, constantly looking for new SKUs, constantly looking for things that, that we believe are going to work. And if, if they fail, then you move fast, but you're, but you're constantly trying to, 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 to build and, and constantly trying to, to grow. Um, so yeah, I think organizational structure in terms of inside sales and estimating and optimism and, and, and constantly thinking that you can grow and trying to grow uh, is what I think I bring from the uh, outside sales world. Yeah, no, definitely. And and I think self-discipline too, right? When it when to be yeah. really good in sales, you have to have self-discipline. You might not have to be the most skilled salesperson, but the more disciplined you are, the more successful you'll be. And you know, I see that true in, in an online business, right? You constantly have to be differentiating your listing. You have to be doing little tricks. Uh, you and I, we actually had breakfast one day and you talked about yeah. your experience uh, with Amazon and how you believe you could not just help your company, but help other companies. And you started talking about the power of content, you know, market scale, you right. know, we're a content forward company, right? We believe that the best thing a company can do about to promote themselves to differentiate themselves is tell those stories through content. So, you know, how are you using content, you know, in your day to day to help sell more flags that you're selling online? Uh, because I know you're a big fan of using content to differentiate. Well, the, the product description keywords are, are very important. Um, yeah, they have to have keywords in it, but they also, the, you also have to tell the story and you have to be able to describe why your product is, is better than the, than your competitors. Uh, also, photos are obviously very important. I see a lot of competitors on Amazon that have one or two pictures up there and they're not professionally done. Um, if you're looking to do online sales, definitely invest a little bit and get professional photos made. Uh, and on top of that, videos. Video content is becoming extremely important. Uh, Amazon just about six months ago started a program where uh, they're really encouraging people to put videos of the products uh, up on Amazon. And they're actually giving to preferential treatment in terms of where they're placing the listings to, to listings that have video. So, um, yeah, I think photos, video, and just being meticulous with how you describe the, the product in the listing are pretty much the three most important things in terms of content on Amazon. Yeah, definitely. Meticulous is, is a good word. And, you know, something, John, that I, I really respect about you and, and I love about our conversations is you're just constantly innovating, right? You're always thinking ahead of the other guy. You, business is always on your mind. Even when you're, you know, surfing in Bend, Oregon or wherever you were when you sent that video, I mean, I didn't even know you could you could surf there. It's, it's pretty incredible the things that you do in your life, but the wheels never stop turning for you. You know, you have the successful business right now uh, where you're going to drive, you know, a million plus in, in revenue of Amazon sales, which is fantastic, but you're always having other irons in the fire. You're always juggling other items. You know, I understand that, you know, you're launching uh, Happy Yak. You and your brother are co-owners of this. Uh, it's not just a sock company. It's a lifestyle. It, it's like the Yeti of socks. Talk a little bit about that and talk a little bit about the passion that goes into launching an adventure brand like that. Well, uh, Coach Parcells said you're either getting better or you're getting worse. So we're constantly trying to grow. You can't stay stagnant. How uh, you kind of get eaten up. So we're trying to diversify, move on and create new products. 
And so, yeah, Happy X is a company who we make socks right now. We make socks for Mongolian wool. Um, and it's made, it's made and harvested in Mongolia. They're, they're extremely comfortable. They, they don't smell. They're superior socks. So we have, we've developed a great product over the past couple of years and we're just now taking it to market. Um, so we're going to be getting out to retailers, sitting out, uh, going to be sending out about five, 600 samples in different retailers, putting it on Amazon and just putting our best foot forward on, on getting it out there. We believe in the product. Everyone that's tried it thinks it's, uh, they say they're the best socks they've ever had. Backpacker Magic Magazine, we sent them a sample. They wrote it up as the top hiking, uh, sock that they, wow. that they evaluated. They evaluated about 10 of them. So yeah, we're really looking forward to it and we're looking forward to, to, to getting this thing on the market and giving it a go. It, it's a good time for that too, right? Because if you look and, and study sales and growth, there, there's a world out there called glamping, right? It's it's glamorous camping. Uh, you know, I have yeah. a good friend, uh, John Maris, who's going to be on this radio show hopefully soon. And, uh, you know, they, they sell, they're, they're solo stoves. So they sell basically a really nice, uh, really authentic, well-made uh, fire pit that you can use to heat your group or, or cook over and, and a lot of resources. And the reason, one of the reasons they've sold so well is because of glamping. So I love this niche that you're in. Now, obviously, when you have a premium product like that, you have to be able to command the premium price that you deserve. Because I imagine getting this yak full from Mongolia is, you know, your cost is going to be a lot more than you know a company that's just making a dime a dozen socks and and that's a fun world to be in so I'm really encouraged for you guys to go down that that glamping route and you know I expect nothing but success because that comes with the the price family and um, you know kind of one last thing I want to finish up John you know we have a lot of listeners ranging from seasoned sales vets to young professionals and you know even folks that are looking to maybe just move into a revenue role maybe they're in something else and they're trying to get into sales and they're trying to get any insight they can you know if you were to give a few tips to someone looking to get into a revenue driving role you know what's that little bit of advice that you'd give them to help motivate them and, and make that push well uh, I heard an interview last week with Arnold Schwarzenegger and I thought he gave great advice and that was to go big when you decide what you want to do Go big. I think that there's so many people out there that are really capable, that are problem solvers, that get up every day and they go and they and they're and they're incredible workers and they and they achieve credible things. But they're working for other people. They're kind of in mid level roles. Whereas if they were able to 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 set their aims higher, they, they'd be much more successful. So I think whatever you're going to do, if you believe in yourself and you know that you that you can work hard and you're disciplined. And set your goals as high as you can possibly set them. Act as if there's no way you can fail and go forward in that direction. I love it. People think I'm corny because I think Pitbull might be the best recording artist of all time. And in the words of Pitbull, he said, shoot for the stars because if you don't land or if you don't reach him, at least you're on top of the world. So good advice, John. <laughs> you're, you're thinking like you're thinking like my main man, Pitbull. But <laughs> this has been great, John. Thank you so much for jumping on Revenue Radio and having this conversation with me and, and sharing some great knowledge and your experience with their audience today. Thanks so much for having me, Tim. Yeah, definitely. And everyone, thanks for tuning in. A little quote to end it. It's never too late to be what you might have been. Until next time, this is Tim Maitland, over and out.